0: Choosing a career in sales is a risk many people aren't willing to take, but if you can handle the risk, a sales career can be the most rewarding challenge you'll ever face. My name is Roger Burnett, and this is the place where we study together how to win at the game of sales by examining unique strategies behind successful sales efforts and seek ways to find our own success in what continues to be a fascinatingly complex marketplace. If your goal is to create a standout sales career amidst the noise and endless competition, these discussions with leaders in the field will inform, educate, entertain, and inspire you. Get ready to uncover your unfair advantage. Welcome to the So You're in Sales podcast. Here's part two of my discussion with Bill, where we touch on my life in a van, Promo Cares, and what we've been able to accomplish as a fundraising entity during the evolution of Promo Cares, and more. Enjoy. Here we are. Here we are. We're doing the thing. Bill is totally doing me a solid right now because, yeah, I was kind of in a pinch because, and to make matters worse, I shoot my mouth off every other Wednesday and tell everybody what the next episode is going to be, and all of a sudden this is going to be like, well... That's not really what happened this
1: time. So we're just going to tra- let, let me translate for you, listeners at home. What that means is nobody else wanted to do it, so I called Petrie, the man of last resort. That's what that meant.
0: Or what really happened was I made one outreach and I got an automatic yes, which is testament to our friendship. Absolutely. I didn't have to ask anybody else because I asked you and you said yes, and here we are. And here we are, Roger. Here we are. And dude, as I was thinking about having you on and scribbling scribbling those notes furiously that you saw me
1: send you on literally a receipt. Hey, hey, those CVS receipts are long for a reason. They're long (laughs) for Roger Burnett to take notes to then video and send you what he's going to ask you about. So I want to thank the good people at CVS for doing both Roger and I a solid. <laughs> the
0: the thermal printer paper people really, really, really like the CVS. They love that account. Whoever has it probably has the lowest margin of any of their transactions because you're getting paid in total quantity of... Feet, I'm
1: guessing. That, that's right. And, and actually, that's the next target we're going after is the thermal <laughs> print people. Um, the, the whole Thermal Print Association better watch out. You're about to be brand Uh, <laughs>
0: uh. That could be a, that could be a, a promo upfront segment of the who you're going to save industry wise. It's not the movie theaters now; it's the thermal paper printer people.
1: Uh, we've got a whole cadre of possibilities for industries we're going to save. I love it.
0: That's been fun. It's been super fun listening to you guys sort of evolve the thing over the almost 100 episodes that you've done of that particular thing. It's a bananas to me that you're almost
1: to a hundred already. Yeah, thank you. It's something it has to evolve, right? It's a living, breathing thing, just like a website or anything else. And the the way Kirby Hossman, who who is, uh, you know, really nice enough to do the podcast with me on a weekly basis. Um, we kind of have a theory. If we start getting bored with something, then a lot of other people are as well. And so we try to change it up. While remaining faithful to the format of neither one of us prepare for a podcast, um, we try to remain faithful to that. But while injecting some different things into it and doing the, um, you know, let's pick a company or a an industry in crisis. And what would we do if all of a sudden you're handed the keys to that organization or that industry, what three things would you do immediately to affect positive change to try to save it? and if amc hasn't been made aware
0: of their save save plan from bill and kirby i think someone should send it
1: to us so you ask about my brain you've created this whole van life thing and you've committed to it yeah i dabble in it i've got maybe five i've got five outdoor cooking apparatus apparatuses apparatus i've got five pieces of cooking equipment outside that's not a big outlay of cash. You've got a van. You've got like this thing and you're traveling. I want to know a couple of things. Number one, how is it like working in that? Before you can get to that, what led to the decision for you and Melissa to do that? What's it like working there? And who decides where you're going and for how long? Yeah. Okay. So
0: coming back from a family trip to the Grand Canyon where we went on an eight-day whitewater rafting expedition through the Colorado River in the middle of the Grand Canyon in the middle of July when it was 115 degrees for four days straight. We all came away from that changed and we have been on other trips as a family that are like that. We've gone to Yosemite, we've gone to Pebble Beach in Northern California as a family, we've We've done a lot of things that are meant to be a replacement for things by creating experiences that we hope would create memories for our kids we think that's more important than mm-hmm. giving them something that clearly they don't need because it just gets shoved in a corner after five seconds anyway sure so we were coming back from that we were on the plane coming home and i look over and melissa is literally on the internet shopping for a mercedes sprinter van many of the guides that we had encountered during that trip live out of converted vehicles and it was the hours that we had spent with them uninterrupted where they could share with us their experience around what it means to live that way Mm -hmm. that gave us the confidence to go for it we were we'd already sort of envisioned that this was going to be something that we would do but we expected it would be our retirement gig but once it works for a large enterprise organization in a sales role that allows her to work from the road I, we own the company here so my boss pretty much told me it was okay so we decided said the hell with it let's see if there's a way for us mm-hmm. to take what we would like to do later mm-hmm. and just accelerate it and see if it's yeah. possible for it to be done today okay so october of 2020 we bought the van october almost a year to the date october 20 of 21 we got it delivered back.
1: Yeah, you got the van. I knew it took a while.
0: It's a yeah. Well, there's a whole other story about why that was the case too. But so we've had it since October. And dude, it's been game on since the minute awesome. that we got the thing. We no sooner than we got it, two weeks later, we were off to Raleigh, North Carolina to spend time with the promo mofos as they've become known in for uh, Band Together North Carolina, which I just released the episode yep. that covers band together. So
1: I've got I, to I saw time. that and it was a nice uh, salt rub in my wound because I couldn't <laughs> go last year. So it was a, it was a lovely, uh, salt in my wound.
0: Yeah. It, nothing like inspiring a little FOMO there. Right. So, Absolutely. so we've got months and months and months and months and months of content under our belt. Now that yeah. we're using what I've learned in my years of podcasting to help, Weave a new narrative that this time is not audio based. This is video based, which has mm-hmm. forced me to learn and grow and stretch because I was not a video editor prior to us doing the Parktopia project. Most of what I had been doing from a content creation perspective was audio based. It forced me to learn. And I'm super excited about that. But you asked, like, how do we decide where to go? How and, long yeah.
1: and how uses, long? Who's in charge of that?
0: Yeah. And so it's funny how really we have these journals that we've had created, right? And in promotional, smart use of promotional marketing, I hope. So in this journal from Danique, Mm -hmm. what we've said is there's kind of four elements to life as we see it. It's play, work, live and give. And so what we're trying to do is take everything that matters to us, jam it all into this effort but really, this is about taking the opportunity to use the van to go spend time with people who care that we care about.
1: Yeah, I okay. love that. And you touched on something, if I can jump in. You touched on yeah. something. I think it's kind of the same reason I do the whole back 40 thing. It's it's you're talking about creating experiences, right? And I'm a big believer of experiences over things. I know you are as well. It's something you know I've talked about privately many times. I want to learn. I am constantly hungry to learn. It's why I've learned how to. Barbecue. And and I now I'm at the point where I'm looking for exotic meats. Like I want to make my own bacon. I've never done any sort of curing and things like that. And I know you're not a meat guy anymore, but you can relate at least that I want to learn how to do that. And I know I'm going to make some bad bacon, but I'm okay with that. I want to learn how to smoke cheese. I want to learn how to cold smoke things like that. And so I get the experiencing and I love that you and Melissa have intentionally done that. And I think it's a tremendous example to set for your kids. And, and I love the the video content you're you're creating and pushing out there. It's fabulous.
0: Thanks, man. And you know, I'm hoping obviously as time goes on that it will get better, the production value will improve. Of course we, it have will. A, we have a drone that we haven't even introduced into this whole equation yet. But awesome. so so we've visited all of our children during the course of these six months, including my opportunity to meet my brand new baby granddaughter in yep. this yep. most recent trip. So when really we're constructing what it is that we're going to do and where we're going to go yeah. more often than not, it's centered around who do we want to go see this time yeah. and how can we build a trip around that visit? And by doing that, for me especially, because like we just did a Route 66 jaunt, and, oh, I, That's uh, nah, I didn't... She, Melissa loved it. I didn't like it so much. But what we did in the process was we built in a visit to see our oldest and the grandbaby. We built in time mm-hmm. with some of our other industry folks. Yep, we yeah, we visited a factory on Earth Day, and we delivered a cooler to a Homes for Our Troops recipient who's having a new home built for them as a part of our partnership with Patriot through Hirsch Gift. Mm -hmm. So it took really all of the elements that are comprised in the front of that journal and bang, mashed them all into what we want life to look like. And if I can give through my content the opportunity for other people who might also be interested in trying to do something like this, but wanting to see like, can it be done can yeah. we work from the van? And Bill, I gotta tell you, from from uh, where we are in that experiment perspective, <laughs> school's a little bit out still because yeah, we have not really secured the best Wi-Fi yet. I and, saw
1: you just bought something, you're trying to upgrade it, I yeah. believe. Uh, you know, kind of direct TV or something like that.
0: Frustrating, super frustrating, yeah. especially when you're moving. You oh, being yeah. stationary is one thing, but You've yeah. got multiple agendas, including needing to be on the move while content mm-hmm. is being created. It's not the easiest thing in the
1: world to do, but I'm no. loving the process so far. Uh, you need to get your behinds down in Nashville. I will do a vegetarian smoke <laughs> for you and your bride, and you got to come down. And we can like mash up some weird content.
0: Yesterday was kind of a momentous day in my participation in the promo cares movement.
1: Yep. You told me. Yep. I want to hear about that. Go.
0: We had a, what we call it a promo cares conversation. And we invited leaders from two of what many would consider to be the organizations that are helping to either craft the future of our industry or serve as its primary Mm -hmm. uh, broadcast channel of what's going on within the industry. And then we brought in, Probably the single largest philanthropic uh, member of our industry, from a pure ability to move money from our industry to places that need it, in Jonathan Isaacson from Gemline. Yeah. To have a conversation about a fundraiser that we ran through PromoCares that was meant for humanitarian aid to Ukraine, mm-hmm. and Jonathan was very instrumental in helping us be able to vet a charity come up with something that we could confidently defend as good stewardship of the funds that we might raise and then we did what we always do at promo cares we create fomo through the use of branded merchandise and we raised $55,000 for save the children as a result of that process
1: and this pause. conversation that pause for a se- pause so for awesome. <laughs> pause for a second i want people to really think about that for a minute $55,000 in an extremely compressed time period. Two weeks. I, uh, Yeah. So I, what you guys have done at Promo Cares warms my Billy heart to no end. I love that. I love what you've done. So I want to, let's not rush through this for a moment. Take a sure. moment. And I want people to think about that. $55,000 and you were able to, aggregate and get people to partner together that are sometimes competitors, right? Compassion over competition, I believe yeah. is, is what's been said. Yep. And, and I absolutely love it. And, you know, you talk about these accidental things that happen, right? We talk about like when Brandovate launched, for example, we, we wanted to do influencer marketing and then it really blew up into this. Wow. You guys were intentional. Same thing. I don't think anybody thought it was going to get that, that much money that quickly. It really became this, it starts taking on a life of its own. And that's a huge credit to you and everybody within Promo Cares. I mean, that's, that's I'll mention them. What, Kerry Cowden, Mandy Rudd, David Schultz, Meg Erber, Denise Tashiro, you, who am I missing? Danny and Scott Pearson. Danny, Danny and Scott. So just amazing, amazing. So you know, this is not to pat you on the back, but. My goodness, take a minute and really realize the impact in a positive way you guys have had that's That's tremendous to me yeah.
0: um I may have shed a tear yesterday legitimately, and you as a member of the group that got this thing going, yeah. I can recall you and I having a pointed conversation where you said to me, "What is it yeah, and much like. What you're talking about with the brand debate, brand, mm-hmm. it took a minute for us really? to figure out what this was going to be, and you will recall me saying to you back then, it, it will be what the group decides it will be.
1: I do recall that conversation,
0: and it was never meant to be something different than that. And what I'm so proud of, mm-hmm. setting aside the money, because yep. that that is a byproduct of the fact that yeah talented passionate caring people have brought their time talent and treasure to the board of organization Mm -hmm. in ways that i could have never imagined and i'm just excited for the possibilities of what might happen going forward because the more people gravitate towards the success we've been able to achieve the better the work product is going to become from the group and I'm just the guy who made sure that the content got produced every couple of weeks that led to a book, that led to me being able to give a presentation that ultimately got other people inspired to want to participate. So for for me and for Danny, like we we spent a lot of time just kind of sitting back and marveling at what's occurred. Yeah. Because the way I used to try to present this analogy was promo cares to me is like music and you've Mm got to learn the music. And once you've learned music, then it's just up to you to express it in the way that is a representation of who you are. And because this group is so talented and so inspiring, I completely get goosebumps all the time, listening and watching what Mandy and Meg and the group have been able to put together. So the point where, and this is why I'm making a short story long, Bill, is this time around, people in the industry approached us and said, there's pent up Mm -hmm. desire to do something. And what Dale said in yesterday's presentation, that really Mm -hmm. was the thing that brought a tear to my eye is he said, you've established yourselves as a trustworthy partner for the industry. And as a result, people rally to what you do because you've shown that it's from the heart. It's not insincere. It's truly a representation of the pillars that the organization has articulated as being what we're all about. And that, to me, to know that Dale, in his position from his perch at the top of PPAI, is pointing at us and saying, you're part of the way forward for
1: our industry. man. Yeah. And it should, I mean, you know, I look back on my time as I, I guess a founding member of promo cares. Um, but I left after a year, I just t- pulled in too many different directions. What you guys have done with it is beyond any comprehension I would have had any vision I would have had. Um, you know, I, I am, beyond proud to know all of you. Um, and, and I guess what you done? It's not a cheerleading thing right now or pat on the back, but what you guys have done again, you've built a brand of trust. You, you've built a, a place where people feel, okay, if I want to do something good, that's probably the group I need to go to and see if they can help. Um, and you know, people don't see, you know, I'm, I'm i I wrote a blog earlier this week about overnight success, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people that suddenly think, oh, well, promo care has never heard of them, really. Well, you know, maybe heard about that sleeping for good thing or other things. Now they're they're everywhere, right? That's what people look at as an overnight success. People don't see all the in their fits and starts, not in a bad way. Everything was always well intentioned. Everyone wanted to do good, but how do you do good? I mean think, think about promo standards and trying to get everybody on the same page there It's you know what what people define as charitable and philanthropic and good are very different across the board so trying to trying to coalesce that into a united vision was an incredibly difficult thing to do and and you were able to get the right people on the board, get the right people involved and help set that tone. I think that's something you should, you should be proud of.
0: Maybe we'll, it's got to be part of the eulogy at least when the time comes. It's got to be part of the eulogy. It's got to be part of it. So um, if I were to grant you this opportunity as an advisory board member, yeah. To speak to the organization, where might you challenge us? Where, where would you want us to be thinking about for the, for the what's next for us?
1: Oh, my goodness, Roger. It's like one of those moments where it's like, you know, when people say, well, what do you think? You always have those moments. It's like, man, I'd love to say, you want to know what I think? Let me tell you exactly what I think. <laughs> no, I, I actually thought about this. I You know, I, I see the voice building. I've seen what you guys have done. I think now is the time to take, uh, um, I am going to look at my notes here is kind of take some next step where it's at times it's more purposeful and more structured. So people can start expecting it and you can start building causes. And what I came up with was I would find two causes every year, one that's continually static. It's every year you do the same thing, whether it's PPEF, American Red Cross, American Heart Association, doesn't matter. It's one thing that Promo Care stands for every year, and there's a campaign for that every year. Your second annual campaign would rotate. It might be something just that's that's critical to one of the board members, or there's a need in the industry that you guys see. But doing that, you'd leave room for these kind of on the spot hey, there's a crisis in the world right now, and we have the ability to react. I think where organizations like Promo Kitchen, which you and I have been a part of, I'm back in Promo Kitchen, I'm back on the board, where Promo Kitchen, Promo Cares is at its best, is challenging others and creating a framework where people can get involved. And so I would love for you guys to have a a little more structure. So it's, you know, I like, for example, the sleep in for good campaign. That's a perfect example of something I think you could do annually with a different type of not-for-profit where you, you tie in the branded merchandise, you allow suppliers an outlet because so many suppliers are looking for outlet to do good. They don't know what to do though. They need someone to tell them you guys need to tell them. I think you guys need to, instead of, you know i, I don 't think you are this way, so please take this in the spirit in which it 's intended, but saying we 're the board here we 're going to decide what promo cares is representing this year, very similar to what what Band together has done in uh, Raleigh for their uh, the the, the, big, the main event every year the big event yeah they they will pick a cause I think doing that and then articulating that into the industry that 's how you start building your volunteers let 's say it 's the American Heart Association, for example how do you, you would have people who that's a cause that's passionate to them. Maybe it's for down syndrome. Maybe it's what, whatever it might be. That's how you create that volunteer umbrella, um, that creates this ecosystem of caring. So I really think more proactivity, um, and what I've seen is just amazing. So there's zero criticism for me. I mean, zero. Now you ask my opinion, I'm giving it No, and,
0: and, What you did is you actually just validated what our intentions are and what you'll see from us next was what we intended to be the follow-up for sleep in for good. Mm -hmm. A crisis came, we had to rally. So you saw us do something in the interim now that doesn't, doesn't supersede what we intend to do in the future. Right just validates the model as being capable of really, really supercharging the effort when it's done under some structure with people who understand their roles and responsibilities within the overall framework of what we're trying to accomplish with a timeline that is not so condensed that we can't be effective. Right. Right. And so I believe now Fifteen thousand for sleeping for good begat fifty-five thousand for Mm -hmm. Ukraine for good. The as not yet announced next thing does have a volunteer component, does include a crowdsourced element, and has a tremendous amount of structure that would allow people who want to get involved to get their hands in it. And. I can't wait to share it now because you basically just were like, "Well, if you were going to do it according to Bill, we would do it this way." And it's like, "Well, hot damn, we got the recipe right because that's what we're going to try to accomplish."
1: <laughs> I think that's amazing, and I can't wait to hear about it. The one thing I would really strongly suggest you guys to guard against is saying yes to everything. Yeah. That's why I think you got to have some structure. We're going to do two main things a year. One is constant. One is floating, and then yep. we have one floating thing to do a year too. Because again. You and I have been in organizations. You and I have both been in, uh, on the, on the on Promo Kitchen. You and I have both been on our local, our regional boards. We've been president of the RAC board. We've been involved in every committees. And it's very easy for people to burn out even uh, because, because we care, <laughs> because we want to give back. Yeah. And so you got to guard against that. That's why you know sometimes you're just going to have to say, I'm, I'm sorry. And it's a capacity issue. It's not because your cause doesn't matter. Right. It's because there's no capacity. Okay. Well, more to come on
0: that. And now yeah, I can't you know, wait. Yeah, no. Well now, now I step out the side door and don't let you ask me any questions.
1: Oh, uh, too bad. <laughs> so sad. I've got a couple for you. So okay. the first one I have is you, and it's a great segue. As you become far more entrenched professionally um, with philanthropic causes, right? Your, your co- brand, your company name is Social Good Promotions, and, and I know your mission is to, you know, do good while providing quality promotional merchandise. It's a it's a very difficult tightrope to walk. I want to know, well, that professional shift has translated personally to you in how you conduct your life? How much bleed over has there been in terms of, of what Roger Burnett, the human being, stands for today as opposed to the Roger Burnett of 10 years ago?
0: It's kind of like when you're married for a really long time or a co-worker sees you every single day and you go through a metamorphosis. The person mm-hmm. who is closest to you often can't realize your metamorphosis because they've been with you the entire time
1: 100 percent.
0: so what's interesting to me is when i run into people who i haven't encountered much since 10 years ago and what i've been told in that transformation is i'm a far more confident individual than i was ten years ago and it's largely to do with when i wasn't exactly sure what my lane was I spent a lot of time driving around trying to figure out where I might fit. Sure. And maybe I was let down in instances where I didn't really find the tribe that I was hoping for in that journey. You get to the point where you sort of get a little bit discouraged, like, well, where am I meant to be? Mm -hmm. Right. And to your point, like volunteer service and, you know, all of the different things that we've done have been attempts for me to try to find that tribe. And once I got to the place where it was like, oh, no, like this is starting to make sense to me. I stopped being blown around by the wind and I became the rudder of where I was trying to get. And what it's done, I think that transformation has made people more interested in paying attention to what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And right, wrong or indifferent, whether I'm, you know, Whether I have a large following or a small following, there are people who pay attention to what it is I have to say because over the arc of the time, I've been willing to be open about what was happening the entire time that was going on. Mm -hmm. And I'm not standing here saying I know more or I know better or I'm an expert in any way shape or form what i'm willing to now say is here's my perspective from where i'm at and i will go on a homes for our troops patriot mission because that's who i would that's who i am that's what i would yeah. do and i don't have to think about it twice Sometimes I'll be approached about things that it's just like, Oh my God, that is not us at all. That is not mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. I would cause more trouble in the minds of the people that are following what I'm doing. If I said yes to that, then even if it was a great idea, right. if it's not where I'm trying to go, then I don't care how smart of an idea it was. We need to find somebody else to do that. Mm-hmm. And let me find somebody to do it from the community that would be more excited and more capable because I'm surrounded by a community of people that I feel like if I came to someone in much the same way as I came to you to do this podcast and said, would you? People have a way of saying yes these days. And I think it's because I've put in the work over the course of those 10 years to make that be a thing
1: great great answer you know you you know we talk we joke about age and all that and but age age does giveth and the things it gives is a, a the confidence you, you spoke about i I'm, I'm far more confident today than i was 10 years ago when i was uh, so a rudderless ship in this industry as i wrote in my blog i was a jag just a guy in the industry <laughs> um uh, but the other thing that age gives you in, in something you kind of touched on is this this back pocket of F you um, I just don't care what people think of me like I used to and and that's a good thing. I think what that does and what, what I'm hearing from you it frees you up to be the person you always wanted to be yeah right so yeah. I love that I love that I referenced earlier we've both been accidental and uh, in and uh, purposeful entrepreneurs Someone wants to start a business in this weird, crazy industry today. What advice do you give them?
0: (laughs) Uh, Find one thing with a lot of inventory and just sell that one thing all day, every day. That's (laughs) it. Period. Right? Here's the thing. So when I go out and I pitch, people expect that, well, you're going to be different than all of the other Bob's Mm -hmm. and Susie's and promotional products distributors that walk in the door. And the truth of the matter is, that's not the case at all. Mm -hmm. There's only one real subtle difference between Mm -hmm. those people and me. And it's what I'm going to pick for you when you tell me all of the criteria that you've come up with to be the problem that you're presenting to me. And unlike my competitors who will bring you a set of ideas, when the person who receives those ideas gets them, typically the answer is, "Well, um, I'm not. You know, this is going to have to be cheaper." Or, you know, they're dictating the terms of the transaction. That does not happen here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't because if you don't want to buy what I told you to buy, then go do it from somebody else. Yeah, because I'm not playing that game with you. I don't right. have time. Right. I gotta go find the person that says yes. Yeah. hundred percent. That's what I want to do. And what I'm hoping is by virtue of what I'm creating from a content perspective, Mm -hmm. by the time we get to product selection, I'm hoping you will say to me, Oh, Roger, um, let's do some of that Patriot stuff. Help me figure out which of the things from their line is going to be the thing that we're going to pick because I'm in love with that story and I want it to be a part of my brand too. Right. So I've got this amount of money, you know, all of the other things it's whatever date and how many pieces, whatever, but build a difference now. And what I'm most gratified by is by the time we get to product selection, most of the time these days, the client says to me, just tell me
1: what to buy. No. And that's, (laughs) I love that. I love that. And that's a great place to be and a hard place to get to. I I wrote down a couple of things. I wouldn't mind sharing if you would allow me since, you know, people are still listening. Um, (laughs) is seek to elevate always. And I don't think people in our industry do that enough. We still have this beaten down or the afterthought of marketing syndrome. And, and I think we need to get out of that and get out of that quickly. Uh, don't settle for good enough. Your competition will do that. Trust yeah. me. They will, they will settle for good enough for you. But I, I I'm going to push back a little bit on what you said, because I think, well, not really, I think it's, I'm just going to say it in a different way. Sure. It's don't, be scared to be different. What, what, is wonder, what is exasperating about this industry is also the greatest opportunity in this industry. Everybody sells the same stuff from the same supply, especially on the distributor side. Everybody sells the same stuff from the same suppliers at about the same price. It's all going to get decorated properly. It's all going to get delivered on time, assuming there's inventory. And, it's, <laughs> you, and, and you as a distributor are going to invoice it uh, correctly. Timely, That all is the big stuff that generally is going to happen no matter who client X buys from. Because everybody's buying the same things from the same people, you have a great opportunity to paint your own picture, to tell the story you want to tell, and help people elevate the merchandise. You know, one of the things, and we both have have, uh, learned at the altar of, of one Reverend Bobby Leahy Supply your sell product. Distributor sell purpose. And I really think if you're a distributor, you have to focus on selling. What is the point of the merchandise? Not necessarily how will it be used. That's that's right there. We all get how a a you know a copper mug is or a a stainless steel mug is used. We yeah exactly. How? What about the abstract of it? What does it mean to someone? You know I I you know. It's not a. this isn't a coffee cup, right, or a drink. This is my friend. I hang out with this guy every day, and I get to see my great Whataburger ad right there every day. That's what this means. This is, this is like I would be crushed if this was broken or gone. Yes. This has actual meaning to me. And when you can convey that to a client and use their messaging and help them craft that messaging to move their audience to action, that's a very special thing that 95% of suppliers or distributors can't even fathom doing.
0: The, the banner on the Social Good Promotions YouTube channel says, Keeping brands out of the trash since 2019. Yep. Love it. And for me, what my time at Promo Cares has taught me is, when we do it wrong, it goes straight in the garbage. Yep. And I can't live with that. I just can't. It, it, you... it, it makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up when I think that somebody would sell that, somebody would buy it, They would give it out to somebody knowing full well that the damn thing is going to go straight in the effing garbage. I
1: can't flipping stand that Bill Petrie. boom. you know, I think, I think, you know, this back in my distributor days, I used to go to large clients and to kind of break the ice, right? You have those weird meetings in conference rooms and there's someone in there. You didn't know who was going to be in there. And it's just weird and awkward. I'd always say, Hey, before we get started, where's your uh, closet? They like, what, you, what are you talking about? I'm like, where's your closet of shame? Where's all the crappy promo that you bought that you never gave away? Where'd you store? You stored, I'd love to see it. And they'd all laugh because every organization has a closet of shame. Yep that they hide the promo in. So I love I love that approach. I got one more question for both. Wait of wait wait promos. wait wait. So oh, the, wait, wait, so, wait. so the
0: hashtag. Yes. Distributors babe. No shitty promo. <laughs> babe, no shitty promo. No okay, shitty promo. We don't do shitty promo. No. And if you can just adopt that as an internal mantra, like it will help you so much in what happens in your interaction with your clients because
1: like that feels like that's going to be shitty. Absolutely. It's are the same thing. Very similar. To what I said, don't settle for good enough. Your competitors will do that. Right. There are order takers out there that are happy to say, well, oh, that's terrible, but okay. <laughs> Care enough to push back. I'm excessively busy. I'm busier than I ever have been in my career. You know, A million different hats all day long, every day. But when you call or text and say, hey, I need your help. Can you Can you spot me a little bit of time? I'll move heaven and earth to do that for you any day. So uh, I'm honored you called uh, and and I'm honored we had the conversation. It's always good to chat with you, whether it's on a camera and I had to put a different shirt on or if it's a non-camera discussion or I could be.
0: With a, with a bullet old fashioned with Bill's famous smoked ice cubes.
1: I love the
0: smoked ice cubes. (laughs) And we'll just leave it at that, sir. All right. Believe it or not, that is not all of the content. You're going to have to hang out until next Wednesday when we will release the video-enabled portion of the Sawyer in Sales discussion that I had with Bill Petrie, where we talk about some other things, including mentorship, the role of a mentor, what's important to bring to that relationship to have it be successful, and more. I thought these were really insightful conversations. I hope you did, too. I really enjoyed having Bill back on the program, and I'm hoping that you will share this around. There's some insights in there that I think are valuable for lots of people. Most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, no shitty promo. Until next time, this is Roger signing out.